1: When you help others, you help yourself. And even if you're not completely ready for this, I suggest you jump into it. Because jumping into helping others with their self-improvements will give you insane motivation for your own. Nothing will put your self improvements on the fast track better than helping someone else with their own self-improvements. Because when you take that leadership position and you're helping your friend meditate consistently, well, you're going to start meditating consistently too. It's like instantly something inside of you is going to click and you're going to be so much better at the habits that now you're teaching to someone else. There is actual research that shows the best way to learn something is to teach you. I'm not going to cite the study, shut sure. up. By following this guide, you'll have people looking up to you, people who are grateful for the advice and the help that you've gave them. Helping other people is an absolutely vital step if you want to join my cult. Remember the cult plan. We fill our cups and we help our boys fill their cups too. This video is in the required viewing playlist. If you want to be in the cult, watch every single second of this video. You don't have to watch it all at once. You can even put on the the speed to 1.5 or 2 times so you just get through it faster. You can either watch it all at once and then come back to it when you need to, or just flick around, see which bit's better for you. But eventually within some time, make sure that you've watched all of it. And now what you're gonna get from this video is not only the best knowledge I have in terms of coaching other people, but if you follow the steps properly, I will personally give you advice. And I know you want to get started. I know you want me to tell you the most like practical advice of, okay, uh, this is what you do. You call them and you say this, but no, Before you actually begin coaching, you have to become more influential. I am now going to read you a paragraph from this book, Influencer. And as I read it, as I talk about it in this section, you're going to realize how much of my own coaching and my business I have learned and taken from this book. What I'm reading is from page 183. Social influence. The deeply felt desire to be accepted, respected and connected to other human beings really pulls at human heartstrings. It often sits at the top of the heap of all sources of influence. Consequently, whether you're a manager, a parent, a coach, it doesn't matter. The problem you're facing doesn't matter. Learn to tap into the power of social influence and you can change just about anything powerful. I highly suggest you scroll down to the description right now and buy this book. I'll have a nice little Amazon affiliate link so you can just go and buy it. This is a section on social motivation and as someone's coach, you will be their social motivator. And this is a lot more powerful than you believe. They mention in this section of the power of one where just one person is more than enough to completely change someone's life. And in fact, that might actually be the most powerful source of influence. The six sources and social motivation is likely the most powerful And so now we're gonna discuss three steps to becoming more influential. And the first step is that you must lead the way. You have to set the fantastic example for the advice that you give. If you practice what you preach and you have visible results of that, people will listen to you. Imagine the fat personal trainer Imagine the unhealthy doctor. Imagine the broke finance guru. We're not trying to be like those. We are not trying to be the boss of a company who commands people to go into this direction. We're trying to be the leader. The leader goes into that direction first, comes back and helps the other people through. And so quite simply, this means to just commit to your own self-improvement. And I have a pretty good piece of advice for this. Make a portfolio of your results. Because a lot of the things that you do in your self-improvement are somewhat invisible. Now, some results will be shown, some results will be physical like your body, but a lot of them, the overwhelming majority of your efforts will go into something that's largely invisible like your meditation practice. And so it's very, very beneficial to have a portfolio which highlights those invisible factors. A portfolio like a transformation picture of your body, a couple of videos of you hitting a PR, which was much bigger than you did last year, a screenshot of your meditation app saying that you've hit a hundred sessions things like this anything that shows your dedication to your own self improvements make a portfolio and a portfolio can simply be a, a and a portfolio a portfolio can simply be just a folder of pictures preferably the best in my opinion is a youtube channel record yourself talking about some things t- tell your story upload it show some proof if you make your portfolio and you send it into the cult coaching discord channel so if you don't know already we have a discord server and there will be a channel on this Discord server titled Cult Coaching. If you send your portfolio into that, I will personally review it and give you some advice. I wanna expand on why leading the way is so important. When you have walked the walk, people will follow your advice so much easier. I want you to think of this scenario which has happened a few times. I get a new coaching client and I ask them what their goals are. And they say, I want a body exactly like yours. Imagine the influence I have over someone who says those exact words that they want a body exactly like mine I could tell them to do some fucked up workout routine and they would follow it because I have a body like mine Now when you don't have the result that the client wants, it's difficult because They can then get the help from someone who has walked the walk They'll then search for the the guy on YouTube They'll take advice from other people best case scenario is that you've already been on your self-improvement for many years but do not let this be your limiting belief because too often people will stop here and they'll be like ah oh, uh just i've got to wait uh, seven years before i build the body so oh well i just won't help people then no nah, don't be a pussy just because it's harder doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it that's the exact point of self-improvement, of delaying gratification. Do not be a pussy. Do not say, oh, oh, um, I don't have the body yet so I won't help anyone. No, because you probably have enough to help someone who's one level below you. And in fact, in terms of leading the way, that's all it is, is just you getting to the next level and you teaching people how to do the same thing as you. You're just showing people what to do the level before you. And in fact, that's probably the best way to do it because If you're a beginner who's made some okay gains in the gym, your advice is actually more applicable and more realistic and more specific to other beginners than me when I haven't been a beginner for five years. And so this section on how to become more influential is something to think about for the long term, but do not let that hinder you and do not let that delay your intention to coach people right now. If you're watching this video, if you're part of my cult, if you're in self-improvement for a couple of months you already know enough to get someone to to go from not being on self-improvement to just slightly being in it and that's what you should be doing that's currently your coaching level is a guy who's you know just a completely normal guy and you teach him oh yeah there's such a thing as meditation here's the app i use well you can do that. The second step of becoming more influential is through education. In the resources section in this video later on, I'll go through the couple of books and the one course that has really, really helped me in my pursuit of becoming a better coach and becoming more influential. But till then, I wanna drill in some important mindsets into you first. A very important mindset is that coaching and influence is a skill. Too often I see someone who's tried to help someone else and because they didn't have so great of an influence over their friend, they gave up. They were like, oh, I can't do it. Well, yes, because it's a skill and this is the first time perhaps in your entire life that you're leveling up this skill. And so let's say you're a level one coach right now. You can't expect to change someone's life when you're just a level one coach. You are going to be trash at coaching and influencing people when you first start. You are supposed to be trash when you first start. But the only way you'll be slightly less trash is if you continue. Again, a big limiting belief is that someone will start, they're trash and their ego can't handle it. And so they just stop because they they don't want to face being trash at something. Embrace being trash at coaching. Embrace giving advice to someone and them not listening to you. Embrace having shitty listening skills and social skills and influence skills and leadership and confidence. Embrace it and that's how you'll get better. Secondly, and very, very importantly, have a lifelong student mindset. Have the mindset that you are going to be a student for the rest of your life. Being in your studies, in school, in the education system does not equal being a student. A student is someone who understands the importance of knowledge and learning for the rest of their life. And that's what I'm like. And if you wanna be anything like me, have it in your mind, you are going to keep learning for the rest of your life. For this mindset, you must keep your ego low. That's something I've struggled with many times. You often will do enough to the point that you've seen some real life results and feel like you know enough about the topic. And so you'll stop learning about the topic. And when you stop learning, you stop growing. All of your pursuits in general, not just for this coaching or topic, but all of your pursuits, keep learning. Keep your ego low and just keep thinking, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, you don't know shit about any of these. You don't, you've been meditating for a couple of months. You don't know anything. People have been meditating for 50 years. We don't know anything about it. I've been in fitness, in bodybuilding in weightlifting for six years. I don't really know that much. Now, of course I, I feel like I know enough, but by purposely telling myself, no, I don't know enough. There's so much more to learn. I will go and learn it. Do not have pride. In your studies. Keep humility and keep your ego low. Here's a few topic keywords that you can start searching about watching YouTube videos and courses and searching for books for. They are listening skills, negotiation, influence, leadership. In terms of scaling the help, it's pretty beneficial to learn about cults and multi-level marketing. That's perhaps something you'll do later, but that's something I've recently gotten into. If you want to scale the coaching, the help that you give people, and you want to do that through content creation, you want to make some kind of group like I'm doing now, it's pretty, pretty beneficial to learn about cults and religions and multi-level marketing strategies because you can use their mindsets and their knowledge to create your own cult, like I have done, your own group of self-improvements. Listening skills especially are much more difficult than you think and i want you to answer this question honestly completely honestly don't bullshit yourself how many hours have you spent actively researching and learning about listening skills probably zero maybe maybe 20ish minutes when you read how to win friends and influence people maybe so your listening level is still at 1 now if you're pissed off at that or if you don't believe that You aren't ready for this and you probably wouldn't fit well in my cult. If you heard that and you thought, wait, my listening level is at one, that's exciting. That means that there's so much to level up, then I've got some confidence that you're going to grow. And that's the type of person I want around me. Most people's listening skill levels are extremely low because it's something that we've never been taught. It's something that we've never actually leveled up. And coupled with the amount of mindlessness we get from the internet and the dopamine, it gets even worse. And so most people's listening skill is not talking that's a good way to put it. Most people think listening is not talking. Listening is like a whole skill. Like there's 50 things that branch off it that you could go and learn about. And so that in itself is an absolutely vital part of the education here because most of coaching, most of influencing, most of leadership, most of helping people, honestly, most of it is literally just listening to the person. You have so much influence when you just listen to people. And again, you don't know how to listen. Don't think just because you're listening to to me right now because that one time you listened to your friend. No, no, no. In your mind, you were preparing what to say afterwards. You weren't listening. You were just talking. In the resources section, I'll explain slightly how to go about listening. But in general, just keep this as a mindset. My listening skill level is low. It's time to go and learn about that and go and research about that. Find some resources and content and education materials of listening. Finally, the third step of becoming more influential is through sacrifice. And there is five things that you could sacrifice to become more influential and to coach people. The first one is time. I'm giving my time right now to make this video for free that's going onto YouTube. Because of those YouTube videos that I've put out, I have influence People are grateful for the time that I've invested and I've put into those videos. Now, the same could be said about you. When you message someone and you take the time to speak to them and you take the time to go onto the calls with them, you become more influential for them. The second thing you can sacrifice is money. You can charge for this stuff. And I do actually suggest charging for coaching eventually or even starting almost immediately because coaching is a very, very lucrative business model. When you sacrifice money and you coach people for free and you you broadcast that you're doing it for free. Instantly your influence goes up, people like you more. On a micro level, sacrificing money isn't good in the sense that people who pay for coaching will be better clients, undoubtedly. People who pay for coaching will follow your advice at least twice as better than people who get it for free. That's an unfortunate fact of how the world works. But on the macro level, by sacrificing money, at least sometimes, your influence as as a person goes up. People like you and respect you and listen to you more as a person. It's just that you take a little bit of a hit to your time and your business, and it is worthwhile. That's, you've seen my transformation recently. I'm offering a lot more free coaching than I've ever done before. And because of that, because I've sacrificed time and money for those, I'm more influential on the people who are coming to me for free coaching, but also the people who are coming to me for paid coaching, and also the people who are simply just watching the YouTube videos. Because it is weird and it is it is significant to see a YouTuber literally say, oh, I will give you my time for free. I'm not going to charge you. You can just click here and apply and I'll coach you for free. I will coach a couple guys for free every month. The third thing to sacrifice, to become more influential is ego. Humility is a skill and humility reduces your ego. Ego blinds your your growth. Ego stunts your self-improvement and it stunts how applicable your help would be to people because you will have it in your mind that you are right, that they are wrong, I am right, I'm the coach, I am right and you won't grow because of that. You must have a very, very weak and low ego right now to continuously grow. Now, if you had a bad ego, a big ego, you wouldn't be watching this far. You would have clicked off already. And if you've watched every second of this video, even though I've went through a little bit of basic advice, your ego is probably at a decent level. And that's fantastic. The fourth thing to sacrifice is previous priorities. And this just means that you originally had a value. You originally had something that was somewhat important to you and you will sacrifice that now for a new value, a new idea. And this new idea gets powered up through this sacrifice. So the example I could give you is, let's say, uh, this is a good example. A previous priority of mine was a big focus on the YouTube growth a huge focus, looking at the analytics, really trying to, you know, grow the channel and and suggesting people to click the like button and subscribe and shit. And so that is a priority for any YouTuber. Now, I pretty much sacrificed this priority to increase the new value of authenticity and being different, not going with the standard YouTube antics of smash that, that like button, guys. And because of this sacrifice, my new authentic vibe was powered up. Now, it's kind of hard for me to give you more examples because I'll be honest, I don't completely understand this so much because I think maybe this is like one of the priorities that I've I've recently had because I might, yeah, well, notice how I just admitted that as well. Notice how I just admitted that I can't really help you so much on this previous priorities because I don't know it myself. That's e- That's a low level of ego. That's humility. Now, I could have lied. I could have told you some just anything that came to my mind. And it would have made me look slightly better in this in this video. But by me telling you the truth, we're both going to be more likely to research previous priorities, which is mentioned in this book, by the way. And so finally, the fifth thing to sacrifice to become more influential is a very interesting topic, which is to discuss the undiscussable. I love this one. This is where you openly talk about stuff that's Against the norms, it's a bit weird to talk about. So for example, NoFap did this extremely well. Before NoFap was really becoming a thing, it was actually a bit weird to talk about fapping, masturbation and porn addiction you know that's talking about it now is like every every guy's on nofap every guy talks about nofap every guy happily says that he jacks off and stuff and he watches some fucked up porn but 5 and especially 10 years ago it was something that you didn't really talk about unless it was with a close friend it was certainly not something that you would make a video on the internet about but lots and lots of people started doing it and now the undiscussable has become discussed so i'll give you examples of me i did this with mental health i did this with talking about intense anxiety and depression and hating myself and and drug abuse and I put it on to the internet where literally my parents have watched these videos I discussed the undiscussable and because of that I gained a huge amount of influence because not many people would talk in that specific detail about these things that are uncomfortable to talk about and so here you randomly clicked on a video and you have like this little brown guy just talking about the fact that he smoked weed every day and he jacked off six times a day. And he was binge eating junk food to the point he f- he fell sick, and he was crying about anxiety and about being a fucking waste man before self-improvement. That is unfiltered. Discuss the undiscussable is kind of like the unfiltered sections of the video where you don't hold back. You tell them specifically the shit that you went through. It's powerful. Now let's move on to the next section of how exactly to help people. Now, there's a rough three step structure of coaching, which I'll briefly talk about. And then we'll in the different sections, you can click through, we'll go into detail. And so the first step is the initial conversation, preferably, this would be a video call, you speak to the person for at least not exactly the first time, because you know, it's going to be a friend, so you probably have spoken to them before. But the first initial conversation is when you initially talk about the self improvement intentions that they have. And so in this, you talk about their goals and their struggles. The second step is to make a plan for them. So you do this essentially in your downtime, not in front of them. You think about them and you think, okay, what would help them? What resources would help them? What behaviors should they be doing? And finally, the third step then is the daily calls and messaging for accountability. Now you've probably seen some coaching online. Maybe you've seen some of my old ones. What's normal for coaches, like 99% of coaches would do a video call once per week. We don't want to be like the 99%. I've found that the most effective way to help someone is to speak to them every single day. So that's the only type of coaching packages that I offer in terms of someone wanted to buy it from me is that we have a short video call every single day. Every single day we will have the call, we will go through everything and we will also message every day. So on these calls, you'll allow them to speak about their problems. You'll speak about the habits that you're getting into and you'll get somewhat into like a deep conversation and I'll be setting up the plan and the topics of conversation as we come along for their self improvements. So now let's go through how to help in more detail. This is now for the initial conversation. During this initial conversation, you should be asking a lot of questions. You shouldn't really be speaking about yourself or just in general or giving much advice. This is your conversation to get as much knowledge as possible. And so asking questions and listening to those questions is so, so important. A quick tip for this is that when you ask someone a question, let's say you ask them what your goals are, what's your struggles right now? What are you addicted to? Wait, ask them the question and don't just Just don't say more words. You have to stop talking and just let them speak. And oftentimes they'll stop talking and literally two seconds later, they've got another 10 things that they wanna talk about. You should not be speaking much in this initial conversation. Now, this is also beneficial if you are making this into a business because this initial conversation is what needs to impress the clients for them to sign on with you. And if you speak a lot, They're not going to be impressed. They're not going to be interested because anyone can speak about exercise. Anyone can speak about, about meditation. It takes skill to get them to speak about it. It takes skill to reframe their mind without you just saying stuff, but to like make something click inside of them without force. And so this is where that listening comes in and asking questions. So in this initial conversation in general, you want to find out what they want and what they are like right now. Find out their goals and their desires. Find out why they have these goals and why they have these desires. Ask them why. Most people's goals are not unique. Most people aren't special. Most people aren't unique. And so, Maybe that's offensive. I don't give a fuck It's the truth. Most people are literally roughly the same. And so you will come across people who say they want to get fitter. They want to get a, a better body. They want to meditate. They want to do cold showers. They want to improve themselves. They want to get girls. It's important that you ask them why and try to dive deep into the desires why. They'll say, okay, well, I want to work out consistently. Ask them why. Because it, although it seems obvious, there's actually... A, Some different answers to that which will direct how you speak to them. They'll say I want to work out consistently because I haven't been so consistent before. You'll ask why. They could say well because I want to look better. I want to get stronger. I want to be healthier and more able to do the daily work. This one's quite rare. Most people don't actually say this one but it's usually these two. I want to get stronger or I want to be more attractive and get more more physical attractiveness. Now you can then ask why of these. Why do you want to Be more attractive. Why do you want to have that muscular body? Usually because they want to get girls. Then you ask why? Why do you want to get girls? Well, um, because I'm horny. Then you ask why? And you get to the real answer. Usually by this point, you can start to figure out what type of person they are and what type of shit that they've been through by the the stuff that they tell you. And this is very important. 99% of people would tell you not to judge a book by its cover, not to label people. But I found that that, at least if you've got some the decent level of experience, or maybe not just when you first begin, but you can shortcut your help so much and make it so much more effective when you do like a just a sudden guess of what they're like. So you make a lot of questions. And so for example, in a lot of my initial conversations now, within 10 minutes of speaking to the person, I'll ask them if they've been abused by their family, by their parents. That is the reason why I have a big level of influence because no one has ever asked them that type of question so quickly because everyone's scared of asking it. Everyone's scared of asking that question and then being wrong about it. But when you're wrong about that question, it's not a big deal. And when you're right about that question, it makes the person just suddenly think like, holy shit, this guy knows me. And so what at least you won't have the level to do this right now because you haven't coached like 20 people yet. But you would have the understanding if they seemed similar to you. So the only way, the only time you should you know, purposely label them and and guess what they're like and guess if they've been abused or whatever is when they seem really similar to you. So if their desires seem similar to you, like very, very similar, then think, okay, what is the underlying reason why you have that same desire? And whatever happened to you has probably happened to them because again, people are not unique. When you get into this line of work, you'll realize that Largely everyone has been, most people have been through some kind of abuse and the people who haven't won't exactly come for your coaching. Like every now and then a couple of them will, but they're usually the clients who are like, they didn't really need it. And their parents were just kind of wealthy and they just thought, oh, if it's for education, I'll just buy it, which is always nice because those are usually like the best clients in terms of, you know what I mean? But yeah. In this initial conversation, it's very important that you find out their specific addiction behaviour. What is the instant gratification that they overindulge in and how do they do it and why do they do it? If possible, dive deep into the specific words that they hear in their brain. That's really really helpful. What limiting beliefs do they have? That's probably the most important part of this initial conversation is to find out why they wouldn't listen to you. And it's always something to do with limiting beliefs, negative thinking, or environments. If you can figure that out in the first conversation, you're doing very, very well. There isn't exactly a trick to find these out, it's just hopefully you have had the same thing as them. This is why coaching especially is so great if you have been a loser. If you have been like an utter waste man and you've been similar to like the worst case scenario, you can understand what they're thinking. And so it's like you'll pick up on a mindset that they have, like a belief that they have, because you've had it yourself. That's why this this line of work is very, very good for people who have actually struggled. So that's the initial conversation. Now, the second step of helping someone is to make their plan. So you thank them for the call, you end the call, and then you're on your own time. This is what I do. I will then go onto the messages with this person, say that, you know, I'm grateful for the chat, and I'll send them a link to the NHS mental health test You don't have to do this, but I... No, you know what? You you do have to do this. It is very, very important that you get their mental health scores and I'll have the mental health test linked below. If you haven't taken it yourself, you probably haven't watched this far, but if you have watched this far and you haven't taken this test and you have watched a couple of my videos, I've, I personally find that strange and I am losing a little bit of faith in you. So please bring up the faith again and think, okay, there's gotta be a reason why this guy has linked this test in 10 different videos. Go and take the test for yourself first. Don't just give it out to people without knowing what it's like. Take the test yourself understand how it works, get your scores first of all, and actually see is your mental health fit and capable to help other people. So you send this test to them, tell them to take the test and screenshot the results, and you will somewhat largely be basing their plan off this test. If their scores are low, then you can essentially forget the test even existed. But generally someone who's coming to you will have pretty high levels of depression and anxiety. And at that point, no matter what their goals were, whether they wanted to work out or make money in the business or get girls, it doesn't really matter. You won't be able to help them with that stuff if they have depression or anxiety. And so you're not exactly going to state this to them because if you, they've come to get pussy and you tell them, okay, you've got depression. We're actually going to focus on getting, getting you undepressed and we're not going to talk about getting pussy. They won't listen if they come in because they keep resetting their nofap streak or they keep watching too much YouTube or they keep smoking weed or drinking and their anxiety is at a high level, they won't listen to you when you just say, oh, we're not even gonna talk about NoFap. And so you subtly do it in the sense that you just entirely focus and get them almost obsessed with those symptoms of anxiety or depression and get them nice and motivated to reduce them. So you've got their results and you know enough about them. So now you're gonna to start to determine the vital daily self-improvement habits for them because you're gonna be making their accountability words. You're gonna be making their habit tracker yourself and you're gonna be holding them accountable to that habit tracker. So here's like a few that I do here. You don't need to like actually see what's on them, even though you're like trying to pause the video, like, wait, wait, well, well, If you're trying to do that right now, just understand that you're doing it wrong. It doesn't, you don't need to read what these people have because it's individual. Now I'm gonna tell you exactly what behaviors to set for people. So the behaviors, the the vital self-improvement behaviors you set are largely going to be based off the NHS test, the, the mental health symptoms. Now, first. Let's talk about if they've got those symptoms of depression or anxiety, then we'll talk about if they don't. If they score higher than let's say 10 points, close enough to 10 points or higher than that of depression, you're gonna set them the vital daily habits of meditation, gratitude, and exercise, and you'll set them some more depending on what their goals were. So of course, if they say, oh, they wanna read more, then you set them the the goal to read. If they say they wanted to get girls, then you set them the goal to approach or something. But these are the three that you must do. In my opinion, 100% of people must do this, and you're not exactly a real human if you don't, but that's like a rant for another day. That's if they've got depression. Now, if they've got anxiety and they've got close enough to 10 points or even above that, you'll be setting daily meditation, deep journaling, and labeling. Now, if you don't know what these are and you've heard deep journaling and you're like, wait, what exactly is that? What's labeling? You would not exactly struggle, but this is where leading the way comes from. Because in a weird, very odd way, leading the way in this is actually having anxiety yourself. And you'll find that you'll be able to help people much, much better if you've experienced the same symptoms as them. Now, of course, I'm not saying to go and get anxiety, but go and learn about it because anxiety and depression are, are largely going to be the larger, the most common and biggest problems that you experience in the people you help, but it'll be hidden. And so this is actually something that we'll talk about now. Most people's problems are actually the symptom of their problem. This is perhaps the most important part in this video, so listen up, okay. Most people's problem, they'll come to, you, they're eating too much, they're watching too much YouTube, they're fapping too much. The standard problems that most guys have, right? Those are not problems. Those are symptoms of the real problem. And the real problem is the mental health. If you try to fix someone's symptom, you will not be helping them. You'll be covering over the symptom. This is like a fat person, a a person who binge eats, go into a personal, really good personal trainer who puts them through this intense workout and they lose 50 pounds in a month. Oh my God, so nicely, so nice, so nice. And then they gain it all back. Of course they do. I made a video of why you sabotage yourself and I gave the analogy of the rubber band where the people this this would work actually imagine this imagine this was just a rubber band the people keep stretching the band this way with their efforts they keep dieting and snapping back they put on the fucking YouTube website blockers and they delete that the Instagram app they snap back they set the intention to do no fat they snap back. Why? Because guess what, dummy? There's two sides to this rubber band, and you've never tried... I'm talking to them, but I'm kind of talking to you because pretty much everyone is like this. You've never actually tried to move this side of the rubber band. Why are you just doing it this way when you could just move this side there? And so this side of the rubber band is the internal side. I want you to think now again, this is so, so vital for helping yourself and other people. The real life problems are not actually the problems. They are the symptom of the real problem. And the real problem always stems inside of us, internal. And most of that comes from our mental health. And so binge eating, binge drinking and smoking and consumption comes from anxiety. If you try to stop that consumption, if you try to stop someone from binge drinking, it's not going to be a long-term solution. At the very best, they'll make enough progress for your ego to feel fulfilled that you've helped them. And they'll think, oh, he, he, whilst I was coaching with him, he made me lose 10 pounds, congratulations. They will gain the weight back. You've got to think there is a reason why someone behaves like this. If you just change their behavior, you aren't exactly helping them. You're putting a bandaid over the problem. We've got to figure out and help them for the reason why. Why are they like this? Why do they binge drink? It's because they've got anxiety. Why? Because they were abused as children. When you get into this line of work, you're gonna realize of how common this is. And that's what we're going to be tackling. We're not doing any pussying around. We're not going to talk about, oh, uh, uh, go on NoFap today and eat less today. I'm going to set you the calorie deficit and here's the workout. We're not doing that shit because that's for pussies. That's for like such basic advice that is not long-term solutions. We are trying to long-term change someone's life. And that comes through being so introspective, allowing them for the first time in their lives to actually speak to someone who's a good listener and... And diving deep into the reason why they behave that way. And that's why we're setting behaviors like this for anxiety is meditation, deep journaling and labeling. And it's very, very vital you go and do your own education as we just mentioned of how important it is to be influential and to get your education. Most of the problems you experience when you're helping other people is going to be caused by depression, anxiety or stress. And you must have a fantastic understanding of depression, anxiety, and stress. Now it's twelve o'clock, I have to go and get my COVID test, so I'm gonna have to record the rest of this video later because there's still quite a lot of it left. Alright. I will be back later, cuz. Alright, never mind. I've got COVID. <laughs> Standard mate. Okay. <clears throat> now we've got COVID. Let me let me put this on before I speak to you guys. <laughs> I have to isolate now. It's only for two more days since we took that test ages ago. We've got two days of staying inside like a waste man, cuz. You're making the plan. You're going through the the behaviors for them. Now, hopefully you have learned enough about the mental health to set the right behaviors and also for their goals as well. And so what you're going to do then is make a tracker just like this. You should already know how to make one of these if you've been following my videos. We're just going to have the date down the left side, the daily behaviors and boxes, and then you're going to tick them off per the calls and the messages when they tell you that they have done the behaviors. Now, during the planning time, in a practical sense, you're not going to be speaking to them right now. It's just going to be, you know, you and your own mind thinking about what would help them. If you really want to go above and beyond, which I do recommend you to do, do what I call client journaling, you just open up a nice document on your computer, write their name write their story and dive deep into their and beliefs, dive deep into understanding it from their point of view. You're not doing this to speak about them. You're doing this to be them. Does that make sense? With anything that we're doing in terms of setting the plan, we're not exactly setting it from us. We're thinking that we are them. We are thinking, okay, we are them. This is what would help them. But it, it needs to be conveyed in a way that would bypass their limiting beliefs. And that's what client journaling is really, really good for. So I will open up a document, I'll write their name, and I'll write, I was abused as a child. I am getting bullied right now. I am failing in school. And my business is failing. I, I just can't seem to do any work for all the time. I keep getting really motivated and then out of nowhere I spend too long on watching YouTube. I write their problems as this. I I am them and I will essentially open up their mind to the idea of doing the behaviors but I will then argue as if I would imagine they would do to see what their limiting beliefs would be. So the specific example I can give you is that I'd write about one guy and I'll say Hamza has recommended me to meditate, but I don't think it worked because I've tried to meditate before. So you can see like, you know, there's the limiting belief. I am like pretending I am him just so I can understand what he would say to it. Because then when I do set their plan and when I do message them, I'm able to say, oh, I know that you've tried meditating before, but but trust me, if you use this app, it's gonna change it all for you. Whilst you're making the plan, have in mind that you're gonna be sending them a bunch of resources. And one of the very important resources is for you to suggest a book for them to read. And not really suggest, but like fully, fully tell them, okay, this is the book that's going to really, really help you. And hopefully by the time you're helping someone else, you've already been consistently reading so that you've got a couple of books in mind that you, when you speak to someone and you've got a new client and you went through the initial conversation, it should pop into your mind what book would help them. Now, if you aren't at that level, maybe you've just started reading, in general, the one book you could pretty much send to everyone, in my opinion, is titled The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. Sammy boy, can we have it just pop up on screen? You can just send a link to this book or a book summary or the link on Amazon (laughs) affiliate link if you want to make some a couple of coins from these people. This is a book for anyone with negative thinking. And if anyone needs coaching, there's a very, very high chance that they've got negative thinking. And this book just trains you to just think better. It's one of those which it's a very, very like practical book. It, It gives you, it has like a ton of like quotes, which seems very powerful because the quote would stick into your mind as you go about the day and as you keep reminding it to this person. And so I highly suggest if you don't really know many books, just give them a link to this one because this one's had a huge effect, a huge benefit of recommending them a book to read At the start of your coaching, you know, during the planning phase, is that they, (laughs) it's kind of manipulative. They will experience quite a lot of benefits because of the book, but because you're the one who recommended it and because they found it, you know, because of you, but like in the same time period as your coaching, they will associate the benefits of the book to you. And so they will value you more. You'll become more influential. Their life will change even more and they'll associate that to you rather than to the book, which is just a a nice little extra manipulative touch, if you want to call it that. There's a few things left for the planning phase. Now, if you're uncertain what kind of plan they need, you can again go to the Discord that we've got, go to the Cult Coaching, ask the question there, ask the advice for your friend, tell us about your friend, tell us what their problems are, their goals are, and then either myself or a bunch of the guys or the admins will come in and give you some advice of what we believe should be as part of their self-improvement plan. Now, the final part of the plan is to send it all to them. Send them, you know, a picture of the behavior tracker, the book, the, the daily plan that you've got for them then you get them to write up their ideal timetable you get them to just write up the ideal timetable you explain how it works because they're going to have the same basic limited beliefs oh but 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 uh, something sometimes happen in my day and i can't stick to the time shut up bro you you know what it if you've been on the timetable, if you spoke to me, you know how I feel about this shit. Like you just get them to make the ideal timetable, tell them it's like, you know, it's for the best day ever. It's for the day which it, you, you do lots of work and you have like a good amount of un, unwind rest days, but you're not gonna follow it perfectly, that's okay. You get them to make the timetable, send you a screenshot and then you, you tell them, okay, every single day you're going to report to me how well you did. You're gonna write like a paragraph as a report for this and you're going to send it in the messages at the end of the day and you're going to tell me with your subjective view what percents you followed the timetable so if you feel like you followed it roughly half of the day then you send me like 50% and here's what I did here's what I didn't do 70% you get them to do this and this this makes them a lot more mindful of how they're spending their time and you'll find them Within the first few days, they'll say something like they won't even tell you how, how much they followed because it was so bad and they didn't want to write 30%. But eventually it starts getting consistently 70 to 80% of their ideal day. And that's, we've got to emphasize that. Imagine hitting 70 to 80% of your ideal day, multiple days in a row. That's what we're aiming for here. Get them to make that timetable, get them to send the screenshot and just teach them a little bit about how the timetable works. Now we're going to move on to the third section of how to help people, which is through the daily calls and messaging. So this is the meat of the help. You've had the initial conversation, you understand what they're like and you have made a plan for them. Now, what you're going to do is have a short daily call with them, and you're also going to message them every single day. You're going to set the intention to speak every single day, but you're both going to have the, you know, life comes in the way. You're going to miss a day here and there because it's your mother's birthday or because you're busy or whatever. That's fine. Have the intention that you will speak every day. So in these calls, this is now where we get into the nitty gritty of the help. And so there's a few important mindsets that I want you to know first before we get into the specifics. The most important mindset right now is that you will not be perfect. And in fact, you will actually think that you haven't helped so much. When you begin helping someone, and especially if your coaching skill isn't so leveled up yet, you will feel like you weren't so helpful and you'll feel like you weren't perfect. You weren't very good at it. That's completely fine because just listening to someone is a huge amount of help, but it doesn't really seem like it in terms of the listener's position. So they, it's like when they have a deep conversation with you, it's like journaling for them. And journaling is incredibly, profoundly beneficial. They have never had someone that they could speak to properly. They've never had someone who's a good listener. Now, if you're practicing your listening skills and you're taking the attention to watch this type of video and you've watched it every second so far, and you're going to l- learn about listening even more, you're gonna be a far better listener than you think. It's just that as humans and as you know, the modern day times, whatever, we we are more negative than we are positive. And so there's going to be 10 things, a hundred things that you did right in the call, but you're going to mess up once or twice and you're going to maybe interrupt the guy or you're going to say something stupid and your mind's going to fixate on them. And so it's very likely that you will actually think of yourself as much worse of a coach and a helper than you actually are unless you've got a heightened ego. But again, if you've watched every second of this so far, you haven't been flicking around, you probably don't have a heightened ego. If you have been flicking around, you probably do. It's a very like generalization, but at least it's what I would believe. And again, let me tell you that listening is not easy. Listening is not not talking. Listening is a whole skill by itself. You have to ask A good question and listen empathetically as if you genuinely care about this person and every single word he says, it is almost like a form of meditation where you have to keep on pushing your mind's focus back to every single word that they say, just like we would with the breath. A very powerful principle in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, is ask questions instead of giving them direct orders. And this is exactly what coaching is. Coaching and leadership, most people would think it's about telling them to do something. That's not effective, especially because you don't actually have much control over the person. Especially again, if you're through the internet and you're just like a friend. So the better way to go about it is to not say something like, go work out. It's instead to ask a question like, do you think you'd feel better tonight if you went and worked out right now? That's, it's like you're pushing it towards the same behavior. But when you ask a question, you plant the idea of the good behavior into their mind. They think it's their idea. When you tell them, okay, this is what you need to do, you take away their autonomy, their freedom. And that probably doesn't seem like much right now, as I've just said it. That's probably one of the worst things you could do to a human. The worst thing is, is taking away someone's feeling of control and their power and their importance. When you tell them to do something, when you tell them this is the plan you will follow, they will revolt against that unless they were already heavily invested into it. Now, for people who aren't incredibly invested into it, you need to make them want to do it. You need to convince, not even convince them, you need to have, it's in their mind that it was their idea to go and work out, which feels weird because you won't, you might have just gotten a thought that, oh wait, but if they feel like it was their idea, then they won't really credit me because it was my idea. And again, you've got to lose that ego and think, the reason why you're doing this is not so you can get the credits we are doing this so that we can get the reward of it. We're doing this because they get the reward. And it's so, so weird that you have to keep telling your mind this because when they get that real life-changing reward, that's how you get your reward. But if you only think of your reward as like the credit of helping people, they won't actually get the life-changing behavior. I hope that makes sense. And so you have to keep reminding yourself, I'm You're not doing this for your own ego. You're not doing this for your own status of helping people. You're doing this to truly, truly change their life. And when their life is changed, that's when your reward comes in. And you do that through those subtle questions that makes them believe that it was their idea because that is what empowers them to actually go and consistently change their lives. And like I just said, unless you're very influential or unless the person has invested a lot, usually money, into the coaching, people won't just follow what you say and what you suggest. Because they'll have their own limiting beliefs against the advice that you give. And so here's the structure of your real conversations with them. is to ask them a question that almost destroys or counters their own limiting belief. So this is where that journaling really helped, where we did the client journaling. We understand what their limiting beliefs are. He's meditated three times and it hasn't helped him. And so if we tell him, okay, you've meditated three times, you need to keep doing it. It's like he might follow it if he's invested a few hundred dollars into our coaching but generally that's not going to convince someone because they need to convince themselves and so you ask him a question the guy we're speaking to is a programmer let's say and so i ask him oh you only meditated a few times and it didn't really work for you and he's like yeah no it didn't work and so i don't really feel like i want to do it and i say to him you know what oh you know it's kind of a side note like about a year ago i started learning coding and he's like oh yeah like that was so good like what, what were you doing hamza he's asking me questions i'll be like yeah like so i did it for like two three days but i didn't get good at it and so I, yeah i just stopped because you know you can't get good at it and he'd be like looking at me real weird to be like yeah oh but yeah it takes years and i'll be like same with meditation think about what's just happened in his brain It's clicked for him. It wasn't me saying, okay, this is what you need to do. It was me trying to make his own brain realize what to do. Because they'll trust their brain a hundred times easier than they'll trust yours. Another example, I had a young entrepreneur on a call once and we were talking about social comparisons, especially with Twitter. And he would go onto Twitter because he's like in the tech industry and it's kind of popular to do that. And he'd be seeing a bunch of young guys getting millions in evaluations and, you know, business stuff, right? Seeing like successes of other people. I could have very, very easily, he knows the advice himself. I could have just said, okay, stop using Twitter. How? impactful would have that really been? That's fantastic advice. It's probably the advice that he needed, but would he have truly followed it if I said, oh man, no, you can't be using Twitter. Of course not. He would have, been, he would have agreed with it and then he would have went and used it again. But then I, I gave him the same type of questions where I said, you know what, that's actually similar to me. When I go on to Instagram, I see all these guys who are so much more muscular and attractive than me and it actually makes me feel bad and he was shocked he was like but, but bro but you're 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 huge you're like you're muscular like you've been working out for years you're jacked how can that happen to you and i went cuz seeing other people who are doing better than me makes me feel less good it makes me feel inadequate we're talking about it a little bit and then i you know i'm hinting it to him and i say that's what you're experiencing and it hits him and like it hit it hit him so hard in the way that he had to like we had to have like a meta conversation about how good the coaching just was, and he was like, "Bro, that that was so good, what you just did, like you you made me believe it myself." Like, and so this reminds me actually that asking questions is fantastic, and also giving instead of an order, instead of a statement or a, an instruction, you give somewhat of like an indirect story about yourself. Just remember that the most easy way to help people, like the the way the easy way, is not the effective way because quite frankly, all you're saying to someone is go work out, stop using social media, stop jacking off. They've had that thought in their mind a hundred times. They need something to click to change it for them. And a question can do that. A story, like a personal story where you discuss the undiscussable and you say, no, I'm insecure when I go onto social media too. And look how much su- like, success I've built with my body. Like I, I, you know, he was amazed by this because he assumed that what I've built with my body with six years of training, I should be to the level where I don't feel any kind of insecurity. And so it became apparent to him that there's always going to be someone better than you on on Twitter or on Instagram. And so it's just not productive to be looking at other people. Since that point, he has pretty severely reduced his his Twitter use. It's been a while since I've spoke to him, so maybe it's not like a long-term change, but at least for like a significant portion he decreased his use. And that was an effective, that was so much more effective than just saying, stop using Twitter. Another mindset for you, which is quite nice, is that you only need to moderately sway their behaviors. You literally only need to be like a 10% influence because most of the time, people aren't on extreme ends of their behaviors. They're like, today, th- he's going to go work out, but then he doesn't. He's not sure if he should work out, then he doesn't work out. But if he was literally 10% more motivated, he would have went. You you probably experienced this yourself. There was something that you were going to do today, but then it slowly started going down. If you had, like, an instant burst of motivation and dedication and discipline, which often sometimes you do, you just go and do it. Sometimes you just don't get that, and you just slip underneath the point where you're like, ah, yeah, like, I just won't do it. So you just need to be, like, a subtle difference, a subtle push to influence them to do the right behavior and that's a lot easier than you think because just by being a basic friend who just says like oh like i'm gonna go work out today i'll send you a picture if when i'm in there if you send me a picture if you're in there like have you worked out today if you just send something basic that's probably gonna be what pushes them over the line to get them to take action. So let's talk then about the specific structure of the call. So you'll be having a call, hopefully every single day, somewhat short 10, 15, 20 minute call. You'll obviously, you know, you'll go through your pleasantries. And in fact, before you actually go onto the call, very quick little tip is to just say to yourself or out loud that you're excited just it's almost like an affirmation that, that at least for me really works well is to just note that you're excited to talk to this person. Oftentimes you're in a world of your own and you've got lots of things to do and so you're not thinking about it. You take just a few seconds to think like oh this this is my friend, this is a client, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to speak to them. It shows in your body language, it shows in like your posture and the way that you speak to them. That determines your frame, your identity. And if you're in the red pill, you already know that your frame gets adopted by other people, especially when you've got this coach and client relationship. When you've got this coaching client relationship, whatever you are feeling, they will feel. And so if my frame is that I'm excited for this chat, that I'm so excited to speak to this person because they've been making fantastic progress, well then guess what? I'm going to act like that. They're going to be excited to speak to me because they've been making fantastic progress. So that's a quick tip. So you'll start the call, obviously go through your pleasantries and talk about each other. Then you'll go through the day's behaviors. So you'll just have like you know today's behavior or yesterday's behavior with empty boxes. And you'll say, okay, so did you work out yesterday? Did you meditate yesterday? How was the meditation? As you go through this, encourage them every single time you check it off be you know say something good about it even if they've checked off so many of them don't make it feel stale don't make it feel routine it's still like a really good thing that someone's worked out as you go through this ask them questions about it how's the workout what was your thoughts on it was there anything any exercises you didn't like how was the meditation did you how did you feel about it was your mindset ask them these questions when they miss a box don't just breeze past it and don't punish them for it. We've got to be in the middle where we acknowledge the failure. That's so, so important. They'll miss a box, they'll say, oh, I'd, oh, you know, I got six out, six out of seven yesterday, I missed meditation. Just ask them, why did you miss meditation? That's an uncomfortable question and something inside of them will, will hurt because they wanted you to say, oh my God, six out of seven, well done. They didn't really want to talk about the one that they missed. And when you do ask that one, which is so important to do, that's when we'll start getting some developments. And they'll say, oh, I missed meditation because um, the work that I was doing took longer and so I didn't have time for it. Then you ask, okay, okay, oh no, no, fair enough. I completely understand you missed it. What do you think we could do? What do you think we could change so that you don't miss it again? Oh, um, I could plan the meditation for a different time slot. Essentially with all this, what we're doing is we're trying to optimize their timetable. And so after you've talked about this you go through their timetable reports ask them how the day went the structure went when life got in the way how well their deep work block was you know everything that you've been helping them with with their goals this is when you're going to be discussing it now that should only take a couple of minutes Hopefully you'd like to, you know, breeze past that. Sometimes you could even go through all of this stuff just through the messages. The most important part of the, the call is the deeper conversations and they will just tend to slip out and you have to be the one to pursue them. It's not often that you'll have a client who says, oh, I was thinking about the fact that my dad abused me when I was a child and I'd like to talk about it. It's not often that you're going to get that it's usually that you'll say the pleasantries Oh, I'm feeling good and I missed meditation yesterday and whatever I missed the workout. It's like you have to pick it out and you have to encourage them to get into the deeper conversation where you speak about the real issues. So these are essentially the symptoms of the the mental health. Your mental health determines how many checks you're gonna get here. It determines your addictions. And so it's very important that you start then getting deeper into the mental health conversations and you talk about things like family life, relationships. You talk about purpose and fulfillment and meaningful lives and and creation and their big plan of life. You talk about these things because you can do the basic accountability and that seems to help. But the issue with that is that it doesn't answer why. It's just how, it's what. And how and what is progress compared to nothing. But when you can ask why, and you ask them why every day, and you ask them, okay, oh, how do you feel about this? What's your purpose in life? And how do you feel about your relationship with your father? Are you grateful for You ask, you know, it's applicable to your particular clients. Your relationship with the client grows a lot more, and you start to learn things that you then know are causing the mental health or the you know the days mist of gratitude or the binge eating or something it's these deeper conversations that lead to a big big improvements for them because this deep conversation again is like deep journaling which is profoundly beneficial. So a little extra thing you can do then is you keep asking questions about the deep conversation topic of the day, whether it's family, whatever it is. And then you give them a little assignment, which is like an extra piece of work above the habits and the timetable. So for example, I'm speaking to this one guy, we're talking about everything. He's went through the, the habits and we're talking about family. He got a call from his dad and they had a little arguments. He just burst out and he started saying everything he didn't like about his father. Well, then I said to him, you know what, you did that. Now here's your assignment for today. You're going to call him back today and this time tell him everything you're grateful for. Set them assignments like this, which go off the deeper conversation that is somewhat buried in their minds. But this deeper topic that they truly want to talk about seeps out. And if you can pick that out, if you can tell what it is, you become a fantastic coach. You become truly someone who can change lives. Don't shy away from it because it's always something which is an awkward conversation. It's always about abuse or sexual assault or... or. Getting beat by parents or addiction—it's always about something, which is like some kind of family problem or some, you know, something like that. And if you can pick that out and if you can discuss it with them, they make incredible progress. In general, for the calls and the messages, always keep a positive mindset. Now, of course, you do want to help them and you want to be a little bit critical and acknowledge the failures, but in general, you want them to be excited. You want them to be hype for the the call. You want you want it to literally feel like it's their the best part of their day where you're speaking as friends. You're hype, you're telling jokes, you're making each other laugh, you're saying stupid shit. Make sure that your coaching isn't just like dry. I found that when it's just a basic conversation and you don't speak like friends, it's actually less effective. And this is even more so with my clients who shouldn't exactly be friends, but my influence over them is so much higher when we can actually connect as friends and we have laughs and we, we like roast each other slightly because that's what increases the influence. That if when someone likes you, they listen to you more. And so make them like you. Tell little jokes here and there, like laugh of stuff. Tell them a little bit about your own personal life. Make it so that they are so, so hyped for the call. They're looking forward to it. Let's quickly just cover making a coaching business because I know that a couple of the guys watching this are probably interested in that. Coaching is, is a fantastic business to get into. It simply in a very easy way. You will do some kind of content creation to get an audience. Let's just quite simply, you'll be making a YouTube channel. You'll be just posting all these videos and at the end of the videos telling people, oh, I do coaching, you can click on the link and you can buy the coaching with me. You'll be selling essentially your your time, your service and your, your calls and your messaging, your accountability for a pretty high price. And if you're a somewhat young guy, if you're roughly my age, just put it this way that you will not get a job that pays as well as coaching. Your parents will not get a job that pays as well. Coaching most people in their entire lives will not get a as well paying of a job as you can make coaching like immediately when you start you can go three times what the minimum wage is in your country immediately and that's not even like hard i pushed up to 100 pounds per hour which i believe is about 120 130 dollars per hour within a couple of months of starting the business now i've reduced it because because of like philosophical shit but like you can do that an interesting part about making the business is that it's actually easier to help people as their clients you know they're paying you it's much easier to help them than to to help friends in general because people who pay for it will just listen to the plan much, much better because they've invested hundreds of pounds or dollars into your program. And so it is worth doing it. Now, it's hard for me to suggest whether you should because it takes a certain person to be good at coaching. But at the same time, honestly, you may as well. If you're watching this video, you watch all this far, you haven't been clicking around the video, you what feel like you want to do this and you want to at least try it, you may as well. Because I think the more common problem is not just seeing people who aren't good coaches, because if you're not a good coach, if you're not really helping people, if you've got shit social skills, you're not going to get many clients. Your your content creation is going to be trash. You're going to be... Doing everything's like wrong. And so it doesn't really matter. You're not going to be denting the industry. It's actually more common for me to see people who would be fantastic coaches who just simply won't do it out of their own limiting beliefs that, Oh, I'll do it when X, I'll do it when I've been doing this for five years. I'll do it when I'm ready. I'll do it after universe. Shut up, bro. Any excuse you have to not start your business is just simply a limiting belief. Unless if you're like brand new to self improvement and you're, you know, you're literally just helping a friend or two. But even then, honestly, you can teach people who are one step below you. You can always teach that. Just don't let the social comparisons of YouTube and Instagram and all this shit influence your decision here because you're looking at me and thinking, okay, here is the, the guy who's coaching. He's on self-improvement for so many years and he's built his dream body and stuff. You're looking at this and thinking, oh, you need to be somewhere close to me to do it. When in actual fact, you only need to be one level above the people who you're coaching and being one level above them literally means that you've meditated and worked out 20 times this month. You can start your business within a couple of weeks, and at the very least, I suggest making the business, making the YouTube channel, throwing up a couple of basic videos, making like either the website or whatever. Just start the business and have a price point for your coaching. I highly suggest that because then, even if you don't really sell coaching, if you don't want to do it as a business, once you have the price points and the people that you coach for free, like your friends, they become aware of that price point, They will invest a lot more into it. They will follow you a lot more because now they're getting although it's free for them, they're getting a service that other people are paying for. And so they can now see the value of it. So if you've got a couple of clients, you're charging them $25 an hour, and then you say to your friends, like, oh, here's my website, but oh, by the way, I'll, I'll coach you for free because I wanna help you. They'll see that it's $25 an hour. They'll be like, oh yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Whereas before that, before you've actually got a business, you're literally just the guy who's messaged his friend to try meditation, and so you can see that when you do have an official business, people will take you a lot more seriously, even if you're coaching them for free. So I won't go into the business side so much because I wrote an ebook, which I do think covers it quite well. The ebook is The Coach's Handbook, How to Get Your Client in 14 days. I'll have it linked below. You don't have to give me your email or anything. It's literally just like a Google document that you can just go and read right now. That covers the business side of things, but also the coaching skills side of things as well. And so I highly suggest you just take a look at that. I've wrote it in a nice and easy way that if you wanted to start the business, you can do it immediately. And the purpose is to get your first clients within 14 days that so we don't fuck around. You know, hopefully know the type of guy I am. I like to like just start The lean startup mindset. Just start, get the client for ASAP and then learn how to do it as you go along instead of, oh, I need to wait up until I've got 70 billion something. Like, do you know what I mean? I see too many guys just wasting time on that. Too many guys just saying, oh, I'll I'll wait till I've got the dream body in six years and then I'll do it. No, you won't. Don't lie. Let's briefly cover tools. Now, WhatsApp and Discord are what I use for messaging. Nice and simple. You probably use WhatsApp or Discord or you use some kind of messaging app. It doesn't really matter what more is important is what you take the calls on. And this is why I like WhatsApp because the WhatsApp video call is pretty high quality and Zoom is probably the best one. But Zoom isn't so nice if you're going to be doing the daily calls because it takes like a little longer to set up. You do it on your PC and whatever, but Zoom's got some nice benefits. And the main tool that I want to talk to you about is Calendly. Calendly is what I use to book my calls in. It's like a a little PC website software that you go on and you set up your schedule, your availability. And then when you give people the link to book a call, call they can just see the availability and so it's nice and passive you don't have to discuss with someone you don't have to say oh are you free at 7 p.m tomorrow oh no i'm not free i'm free at 6 p.m okay 6 p.m is good oh wait you're in a different country and the time zone just went in and I, how many hours are we changing you know i mean you'd have to go through that you just set your set schedule send the link and people get to book when they want and it's not just nice and organized and calendly is nice because it has an option to automatically create the zoom call so you both get sent the link and so once you start the call they can just join like that and they don't need like a personal number or anything. So Calendly is very good for the business sense and you can do it a lot less structured through just WhatsApp and Discord if they're your friends. Finally, let's talk about resources. Now the resources are just the educational materials that have truly changed the coaching experience for me and they've leveled up my skills. So there is one main course which is just titled Influencing People. It's a free course on the website Coursera. I recommend this website so many times so I highly suggest that you just go and learn from this course. This course literally just teaches you everything you want to know. This course is the reason why I'm sitting with such big open body language right now, why I'm speaking with a somewhat deeper tone than usual. This course will walk you through the leadership and the influencing skills and I highly suggest you just go it's very nice and organized you'll see once you go onto it there's like four weeks of educational material so I highly suggest it's linked below you start learning from this course do like a deep work block 60 minutes a day just learning from it now we've got a couple of books that we'll be going through you absolutely should be reading this book my coaching has come from me. I'd say this book has been like the 80% of my coaching skill because it, this is exactly what we want is influencing a behavior change in someone. And so this explains the six sources of influence. And there is personal motivation and ability, social motivation and ability, structural motivation and ability. The book by the way is actually like a nice interesting read. It tells you like nice stories and shit, but it, coupled with this knowledge, you understand how people do behaviors, why people behave in a certain way, what is causing them to behave in a certain way. And there's two parts, the personal motivation and the social motivation, which are so, so beneficial. And so I highly suggest you scroll down, I'll have this link below. Now, of course, the absolute Godfather book of self-improvement and people's skills and social skills and leadership and and confidence and everything is this book right here, How to Win Friends and Influence People. The last chapter of this book is what you'd be reading for coaching. This is how to be a leader on the last section. And there are nine principles that I will probably, yeah, I'll have a picture of them just up on screen, but it's when you read the principles, just like here, it doesn't do it justice. You're going to briefly look over them. And you're going to be like, yep, 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 yep. I do all of these, yep, okay. And then you're, gonna, you're not going to learn anything. When you go through the book and you read the proper, you know, pages of the principles, and you read the story he gives, and you dive deep into, it and you take the time to just write out how you could use this. It really does help. There's a reason why I keep this book around, and there's a reason why this is like my book. Like this is the one that I use to note down the coaching successes that I've had. So I've got twenty. I haven't updated this in a little while, but I've got twenty names here of guys that I've helped. Very beneficial book. The Magic of Thinking Big is a fantastic book which I mentioned earlier and as the coach you should be reading it too because you're going to find honestly the most common problem that people have is their own limiting beliefs. It's their own mindset and negative thinking and this is the type of book that reverses that. It gives you such fantastic analogies that just let you understand how the mind works because it is such an a weird, uncomfortable and strange topic to think about. And so I highly suggest you go and read The Magic of Thinking Big. And then that's usually the most common book that I suggest to people because it seems like everyone I speak to has just got limiting beliefs. Now, I mentioned the ebook that I have wrote as well, that's completely free. And So these three books, The Influencer, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People and The Magic of Thinking Big, I'll have links to them all below. There'll be Amazon affiliate links where you can just like toss me a nice couple of coins when you go and buy. I think I get like 20p or something when you go and buy them, which is heavily appreciated. This is a fantastic pursuit. I want to say again that this is required if you want to be part of the cult. And you're probably starting to realize why, because this is, it's a multi-level marketing strategy. I want you to go through your own self-improvement and get to the point where you're then helping other people to do the exact same thing as you. And now we're all climbing together and that makes the cult stronger. If you watch this far and you haven't been clicking around, I heavily appreciate that. If you have been clicking around, but you just managed to stop at this point, there's a reason why I've said that this is in the required viewing section and it'd be beneficial for you to watch every single second of this video. So I suggest if you do want to be part of the cult, you watch every second of this video and also the required viewing playlist which you can just find by you know clicking on my picture scrolling down it's just there required viewing watch every second of that if you want any help with this pursuit of helping other people come on to the discord which is linked below and go on to the Cult Coaching channel. If you tag me, which is at Hamza97, I will come and help you personally. If you watch this far, you probably have subscribed to me already, but if, just in case if you aren't subscribed to the channel, I heavily suggest you just scroll down, click on the subscribe and the post notification button, and you'll see more videos like this. I appreciate you taking the intention to try and help other people do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it.